Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Brandon Kelly, the host of Blue Wire's new podcast, Golden Goals. From Lionel Messi to Marta to Pele. Our show takes a deep dive into soccer superstars. From Zlatan Ibrahimovic's brash confidence with the play to back it up, to Megan Rapinoe's heroic outspokenness and World Cup flair. Each episode examines a personality of the world's game. We'll dig into Maradona's Hand of God performance and subsequent downfall. The teenage trio at Dortmund that signaled the next generation of superstars. And that infamous headbutt that slung Zinedine Zidane from glory. Golden Goal. Soccer stars and the moments that made them. Premiering this summer on Blue Wire. It's exciting to win money. Back out to Adam, history final. Is there anything you don't gamble on? Uh, not really. Gambling gods, fickle butt. Oh yeah, so easily offended. Gambling's not your problem. You're just an idiot. Welcome to the Full Slate Sunday Scaries podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag. I'm your co-host, Cody Darg, joined by my brother out in Chicago, Tyler Darwick. Tyler, at long last, we have sports this week. Yes, um, the major sports coming back, first with the MLB, and then I think there are some NBA scrimmages going on <laughs> the end of this week, and then we get the regular season started up the following week, so... We've waited a long time for this, so I'm, I'm very excited. 
Yeah, I do want to say uh, thank you to our listeners that have stayed with us during. We've literally we've lasted four months here without the four major sports, which has really been our focus. We've done a little golf talk here and there since we started the thing, but Tyler, we we more or less survived four months um, of of no sports. A lot of guests. What are off the top of your head some some highlights for you? Um, I think I think we've had a lot of great guests. Quarantine obviously hasn't been fun for anyone. We w- wish we weren't going through this, but on the bright side, we got to talk to some very cool people like Chad Millman from the Action Network, uh, Joey Chestnut, one of our favorite athletes of all time. Woody Page was great. Some we had a, we've had a handful of all great guests. So yeah, I think that's the silver lining out of all this. Yeah, yeah, we were able to nag some people. Um, Kelly in Vegas, Ryan Spader, Jeff Perlman, um, Kyle Banduho from from Blue Wire. Um, being able to get him on talk sports movies. I think I think my favorite moment of all of this, Tyler, was after this is a little inside baseball. After the Joey Chestnut interview, we're talking to him and we're like. Um, He's like, yeah, you guys were like, like I think I said something along the lines of, yeah, we'd love to have you back on maybe before the 4th of July. He's like, yeah, you guys were really easy to talk to. And I just, me fanboying, said, thanks, Joey, you were too. Yeah, that was, and we haven't heard from him since, so it makes, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, you were... You were like a like a eighth grade girl seeing like the Jason Street senior quarterback. Like, oh my God, he's so dreamy. He, he knows my name. Uh, yeah, yeah. He did. He did, needless to say, he did not respond to my email before Nathan's. But hey, he hit the over, so that's okay. Uh, but yeah, seriously, anyone anyone who stuck with us and listened, thank you very much. We are very excited uh, to get to get sports back here and and rolling. So let's off the top. Let's talk. Major League Baseball opening day on Thursday. Um, it even watching some of these highlights from um, some of the inter squad games. Mets Yankees played yesterday. Um, Nationals Phillies. What do you think of the no fans in stadiums? They're like dubbing in some MLB the Show noise. Um, I think all of us are just so excited to have sports back. I don't. I don't think it matters. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely weird, right? It's not anything we're used to, so I think it'll take some adjusting and getting used to. But at the end of the day, we're excited to have live sports back and games that matter. So we'll we'll take what we can get after four months, basically, of having nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's just looking here. I mean, some of the – all the baseball teams are doing basically for like, I don't know, it's like $100. You can get get your face on, on a fan cutout. That's a little weird. I saw I saw the highlights of uh, – I think it was Mets-Yankees and some of the faces there. It's definitely – I don't know that that's money well spent. I know they were talking about it. I don't know. I guess they're not doing it, putting tarps over a lot of – the empty seats, obviously, with advertisements. I saw, I don't know if it's English Premier League or some European Soccer League, they did that in the stadium. It actually looked pretty cool. So I, I, I would prefer that than just having, like, all empty seats and everything. But I don't think they're going to end up doing that for baseball. But maybe for the NFL, I think they would end up doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think they definitely should. Just another way to sell uh, sponsorships and whatnot. Um, so yeah, with Thursday night we have opening day here. Yankees Nats, Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer. Garrett Cole making his debut, um, and then the primetime game. 
our San Francisco Giants up against Clayton Kershaw, Johnny Cueto on the bump. Um, Tyler, plus 249 on Bet Online, Giants money line. What do you think? I'm definitely excited to see Cueto pitch. Um, you know, he had the injury 2018, right? He came back a little bit yeah. last year. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see him pitch. Their lineup, though, is just absolutely disgusting. <laughs> I'm looking at on the Mercury News, just a paper out in San Francisco area, their projected lineup. And Wilmer Flores, I don't know if this is – they've put this out or they're just projecting it. They have Wilmer Flores batting third, playing first base. <laughs> like, to be honest, I didn't even know he was on the Giants. Yeah, um, it, and I get, I get like, Kershaw's a lefty, but it's like, how do you – how, how do you how do you start Wilmer Flores over Brandon Belt? Like you're gonna be terrible. I get the matchup part of it, but just like start Brandon Belt. He's much better. Who else is in the projected starting lineup? Is Sandoval? No, they don't have him. Um, Crawford, Pence, I don't, and just other no names. I mean Mike Yastrzemski, who showed flashes last year. He'll be fun to watch. But yeah, other than that, I mean they're gonna be terrible. Hopefully they win on Thursday. I could start one and out and beat the Dodgers. That's always nice and mm-hmm. beat uh, Kershaw. Let's see how Kershaw comes back after another postseason failure last year versus the Nationals um, in Game Five there. So mm-hmm. we'll see how he comes back. I was honestly surprised Walker Bueller isn't starting opening day. I know Kershaw has obviously been there forever, but I feel like Walker Bueller is the ace of that team now. Yeah, I agree. Um, it, it is just like, I, I did get so excited actually just like looking at these uh, lineups, uh, sorry, the projected starters on Bet Online. just feels good to have this back in our lives. Um, yeah, I, I would say... Don't bet on the Giants, plus 249. Um, but you never know. Opening day, anything can happen. Um, in terms of betting angles, Tyler, that you like for opening day, um, where, where's your head at here? We have obviously all the kind of headline guys making making the start here. Um, no fans, of course. Um, what, what, are, what are angles you're looking at here? Um, just going back to the opening night with Yankees Nationals, I saw the Yankees are favorite, so actually like the Nationals at, I think at home, I mean, it doesn't even matter now with no fans, but as them underdog opening up with Scherzer on the mound, I think that's a team we talked with, uh, Ryan about it, um, or yeah, I think Ryan, how they were yeah. being undervalued, the Nationals coming into this year, obviously defending World Series champs, yes, they lose Rendon, but that team was built off of Unbelievable oh, it was, it, was, it was Dan. Dan. Cleet Street. Yeah. Um, I mean, the pitching staff is still intact. Scherzer, Strasburg, like, that's the backbone of that team. So I like them getting uh, plus money at home to open the season. Um, and Garrett Cole, you know, big big offseason addition by the Yankees. But, you know, we've seen people get in the pinstripes and struggle early. So I could see that happening. So I like the Nationals. What about yeah. you? Mm-hmm. A lot of pressure after getting that contract. Um, I'm, I have a theory that I want to test out uh, on on this opening day in slate. So there are two games Thursday and basically a full slate on Friday. Um, I'm gonna be taking first five unders. Now here's my theory. Um, this is a very abbreviated spring training. Um, and I think if you're looking between the pitchers and the hitters, who's more likely to be ready to go out of the gate. I think the pitchers are able to um, to to get loose and be warm more so than the hitters. That 
to not really go against live pitching. It's maybe it's batting practice uh, that, that they had for most of the quarantine, but the pitchers could still throw. Um, so my theory is first five unders opening day across the board. We'll see how it lands. It feels very like big cat Christmas day unders, um, but that's that's what I'm going with here. I, I kind of like the opposite, going with uh, the overs. I just feel like the pitchers, like we've seen it, DeGrom, like a couple other guys, already kind of like getting nicked up, and we always see that early in spring training with pitchers having like back injuries, just like random stuff like that as they get loose. So the abbreviated start back up, like I could see guys just maybe getting hurt, having these little injuries, not being super sharp around the strike zone. So I actually like the overs. I think the hitters will be a little more well-adjusted. I guess this is something we should have looked up, like spring training games uh, going back the last few years, how those usually start out. So I, I actually like the overs. All right, well, it looks like we're going to be on the opposite side of this. So we'll be able to test these theories right. News yeah. is wrong. Um, I mean, the thing is, you got all the top starters, too. That should help. But we'll see. We'll see what happens here. Um, but, yes, it's it's just going to be good to have sports back. But Tyler, we had a uh, we had a very special reality TV guest. We had B Lashes from Double Shot at Love who joined us, um, talking about her time on the show during the second season, um, how MTV found her, and going through that whole process. A uh, little inside baseball about the show, um, and and some some thoughts on season two. So everyone enjoy that episode. Go follow B Lashes on Twitter. And uh, enjoy opening day, Thursday and Friday of this week. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back, and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing, and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they've simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker tournaments, and props to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts. Okay, and Tyler and I are very excited to welcome on Star from Double Shot at Love. B-Lashes. B-Lashes, how does it feel to be the first reality star in Full Slate history? Oh, my God. Am I? You are. Yeah. I'm honored. Thank you so much, Full Slate. I am honored. Great. I am. Uh, we are honored to have you. So, as background, Full Slate, we are traditionally, our bread and butter is a sports betting podcast. We're here to talk about double shot, but off the bat, just have to know. So, are you a sports fan at all? In season two in Vegas, did you make it to the sports book? I am not a sports fan. I support it. I'll go to games. I'll wear whatever jersey anybody tells me to wear. But I'm lucky if I know whether they're playing with, like, a ball or a puck. Okay, cool. We'll <laughs> we'll scrap that agenda yeah. then, Tyler. What's, yeah, we'll, we'll stick to double Sorry, shot. <laughs> yeah, I, w- I wanted to get your thought on some futures for the NBA restart, but we'll scratch that. We'll go on oh, to our – uh, Did you really we'll, – no, no, just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no way. <laughs> yeah, but I wanted to ask, we obviously have seen B-Lashes now for two seasons on MTV. I want to ask you the process of getting onto the show. I read an article today that you were working in college admissions before going on the show. How did you find the show on MTV, and what were kind of your thoughts walking into the house for the yeah. first time? So 
as you read, um, I went to school to be a high school English teacher, and then I got my master's degree in school counseling, and then I was working in college admissions for like three or four years before I got a call for a double shot at love, and while I was, you know, being a college admissions counselor, I was applying for reality shows, so I would go online, I'd go to mtv.com, I would go to all the production sites, and I would apply because ever since high school, I was like, this is what I was born to do. Like, I guess I'll get a nine to five job, but I know I'm going to be on TV. Um, so I like to think that I manifested it to some capacity. Um, but basically I got a call one day and they were like, Hey, do you want to do like a green screen? And we'll send that video in. And from there it was, you know, a whole bunch more interviews and I landed myself on double shot at love season one, which was, a dating show, as you know, um, it was actually not what I was envisioning for myself, but timing was right. I was single. I was looking for love, looking for a relationship. Um, so I quit my job and headed on over to LA. So heading into season one, because the way it's portrayed in the show, it's kind of a surprise that it's Vinny and Polly and you guys are all vying for both. So how much background did you have ahead of that, like during the application process? background on that it was them yeah zero (laughs) so that was part of the reason why it was going to be such a risk for me because all I knew is that it was dating a celebrity so I'm thinking to myself you know okay I'm a huge reality tv fan I know there was a show that was like oh the bachelor there's been are you the one there's been x on the beach and there's been flavor Flav. so I'm like I don't know who I could walk into somebody when I'm like, no, no thanks. We had zero idea it was going to be Polly and Vinny nonetheless. Um, I really thought it was going to be like Johnny Bananas or someone from the challenge, someone who's like pretty big on the network, who's still single. Um, But I did not think that it would be Polly or Vinny. I I was hoping and praying, um, but we had no idea until we literally stepped foot in there and saw them come down. So go ahead, Tyler. I was going to say, I can't remember if it was you or someone else on season one. They said they thought it was Post Malone, which would have been, uh, oh, that was it. (laughs) I love Post Malone. I was hoping. I mean, I'll take Polly and Vinny, but Post Malone would have been pretty cool. Yeah, that would would have been great. You mentioned you were a big reality TV fan growing up. And being from the East Coast, were you a big fan of Jersey Shore growing up? And when you saw Vinny and Polly, you're like, wow, I can't believe I'm in the same room and on a dating show with them. Yeah, um, I was a huge fan of Jersey Shore. I was snooky for Halloween. I spent my 21st birthday at Harrow's in AC watching Polly from the crowd. Um, seeing them come down, I was like, one, don't don't be like a fangirl. Just like play it cool, be lashes. But I was dying inside. You like even hear me say like, I think I need a diaper right now. I'm going to crap my pants. Like I was freaking out. Are you kidding me? It was definitely like a wow moment. Um, and between that and being like my first time on TV with all the cameras, you just like kind of don't know what to do. You're just like starstruck. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Harris at the pool, so this is so Tyler and I every year the past three or four years we've taken a trip Thanksgiving Eve the night before with a group of friends from home. This year we saw Polly D was at Harris at the pool where we sang. We had to go. We were at the bar and we saw you and Darren and took a selfie. Was that as yeah. memorable for you guys as it was for us? It was. I remembered. Wow. <laughs> and then I 
think you guys sent me the picture, and I was like, yes. I mean, it's not my most flattering picture, but yeah. so I'm happy to meet you guys. It was a great night. <laughs> Everybody knows, especially on the East Coast, Thanksgiving Eve is the biggest party holiday of the year. It's one of my favorites. So I had a great night. I hope you guys did too. Polly killed it, it always. Mm-hmm. It was it was a great night. Just even remembering now going out to bars, that was cool and clubs. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. Remembering that, yeah, that was definitely cool. <laughs> now yes. Yes, exactly. Um, so season one kind of ends, right? So what's the transition like from when you leave the show to then obviously you're friends with Marissa and Darren, do they tell you, and then you're just rewatching live. Were you surprised that Vinny and Polly didn't end up finding love at the end of season one? Um, so I had no idea the ending. I was shocked that Polly told Nikki no and that he was going to ride solo. I was like, what? Like, it seems like you have a connection. It's, you know, he was really in her corner batting for her, even when she wanted to go home and then just like, no. And then being on the reunion and seeing all that heat, I was just, I was shocked to say the least. I've never seen Polly mad. I've never seen Polly like really have to defend himself, like, you know, about his relationship. So it, I felt awkward on that stage. You, I was like, what's going on? Um, and as for Vinny and Elise, I felt, like, they probably weren't a match made in heaven. They're both kind of shy. I didn't know if it would work, and clearly it didn't work. Yeah, you mentioned the Nick, uh, Nikki and Polly drama. That was, like, kind of the main storyline, I feel like, from season one. Her yeah. with Polly, her with the rest of the girls. But now on season two, it seems like you guys are all friends. Uh, you've, you've consoled her. She's been consoled many times uh, so far in season two. What was kind of the process of you guys squashing the beef between last season and this season and becoming friends? So we genuinely didn't know if Nikki was going to show up. Um, so, you know, knowing a little bit about me and watching the first season, I don't want there to be bad blood. I never want problems. I might occasionally case them, like cause them, but I don't want to be like anyone to be mad at me. So I was happy that Nikki was there, that we were able to like move forward. And then basically all the girls, you know, came together and was like, listen, this is no longer a competition show. We have the opportunity of a lifetime here to work at Dre's, like the biggest, hottest nightclub and day club in Las Vegas. Let's just like move past it and live our best lives here in Vegas together. And I'm so happy we're able to do that. And you are starting to see our relationships develop um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all, we're all fan of that. Um, the, the camaraderie within, within the suite starting to come together a little bit here. Um, but we do have to ask, so as you mentioned, Dre's, you're very expressive in, in the season that to work in Las Vegas at a club like Dre's, it's a dream come true for you. So B lashes, we have to intervene. We're interviewing you here. Why did you jump in the pool on day one and get to know? Ah, so Okay. You know, like, when a little kid, like, you're a little kid, let's say you go to, like, Six Flags, and your parents get you, like, cotton candy and a candy apple, and you can only have, like, one thing, and they tell you not to eat them all at the same time because your stomach's going to hurt, and, like, you don't listen, and you eat them all at the same time because you're just so excited. Right. And then you regret it. Right. I was having, like, kid in a candy shop moment, and also I was having, like, I'm in Vegas, and I have to wear this hideous uniform that I have swamp ass in and walk around <laughs> while everybody else has fun. Like, yeah, no. True. I was like, the kitchen's closed. I did my job. I'm going in. I'm going for a dive. Swim. So maybe just so Dustin was a little bit of a micromanager then, from what you're saying. <laughs> um, I just think, like, if I would have changed my outfit, I would have been okay. <laughs> But okay. the fact that the people in the pool were literally giving me the stink eye, like, 
you're in a, like, why are you splashing water at me? You're in a Dre's uniform. I was like, uh-oh. This is not the best look. I, reg- I do regret it, um, but that's my best. So it it's, is it's memorable. <laughs> that was. I'm sure Dustin won't forget it. Yeah, that's all you had to tell me. You had swamp ass, and you probably right? would have. You would have been like, okay, that, that happened. <laughs> I don't think so. I do not think so. So what was the adjustment, season one and obviously season two, what's the adjustment of walking into the house, walking into the suite, and there's just cameras rolling on you all the time. I was thinking about it. There's a scene in season two. You guys are just eating dinner, having a normal conversation. There's just cameras in your face. What's that adjustment like? Um, actually, for me, it's, like, kind of natural now. I, I don't think twice about it. I just carry on my day. Um, the only time I feel bad is if, like, you know, I'm, like, burping in and I have a mic on. And I'm, like, oh, gosh, like, poor audio guy has to, like, listen to me. Um, but for me – like, first season, it was nerve-wracking. I was shaking. Like, I can honestly say, if you ask me to put my hands out, I'm sure the adrenaline, I was, like, trembling. Now, um, you know, the world has met me already. They've seen me. Um, so whatever they see, it's fair game. It's who I am. And um, I just roll with it. Yeah, I think so. You mentioned how you normally like having everyone get along, things like that, except sometimes you have to stir the pot a little bit. So we have to ask you about this past week's episode um, with the tea, um, telling Brandon how Darren called Antonio's girlfriend and then uh, eventually telling Nikki that Brandon was a little fed up with her, um, her current like energy level around yeah. the suite. So were you impressed by yourself that you were able to cause like two different two blow fights in one episode honestly i am kind of impressed i'm not yeah. gonna lie mm-hmm. my whole reason for telling nikki well first of all it's pure pressured into saying whose name it was that brandon was talking about in case you didn't notice i was peer pressured the girl's <laughs> like say it, say it and i knew <laughs> she was gonna freak out i didn't think it would be to that level but i thought she would like freak out not like that though that yeah. was mm-hmm. whoa um but basically what I felt like is, okay, I got my best friend down in trouble because I told Brandon that she called Antonio's girlfriend. And when I watched Brandon literally while we're still at work tell Antonio what I told him, I was just like besides myself. I, I had a good relationship with Brandon and I really genuinely did not think that he was going to tell Antonio at least not that minute or that day. Um, so at that point, it was an eye for an eye. I was like, you know what? If I'm going down, Brandon, you're going down too. And I knew that Nikki's wrath would be way worse than Antonio's to Darren. Yeah, I respect that. Right. Like, <laughs> Let it burn. I mean, it is what it is. I'm not going down. Like, I'm not going to be the reason this started. If you broke a pinky promise, you crossed your ugly toes, then we're going down together. Yeah, it was like it was like the scene in The Dark Knight when the Joker just lights all the money on fire. Some people just want to see the world burn, and you, you did that uh, this uh, past week. Not but, intentionally, but it happened, and uh, I almost came out scotch-free. We'll yeah, it, it was very entertaining to watch. So what's it like re-watching it back live? Do you watch it? I know a few weeks ago you guys were posting, you were all watching it together. Yeah. What, what's it like watching yourself on TV and seeing people comment on, like, what you're talking about? Um, I watch it back, well, I watch it that night with you guys, and then I watch it back, like, 20 more times, because I just need to see, oh, what was I wearing, what makeup do I have on, like, what did I say, it's, um, kind of surreal watching it, like, I don't, watching it, I feel like I'm watching, like, a home 
home movie of, that my mom pulled up. Um, but then when I see people tweet, live tweeting with us and being like, oh, my God, B-Lashes, like, you go, girl, or B-Lashes is a pop star or all this stuff, and I'm like, oh, my God, people are literally at their homes talking about what I just said. Like, it's crazy. It's mind-blowing. Um, but I'm happy to provide, like, entertainment and that people can relate to me and get some laughs out of me at least. Yeah, where where did the B-Lashes nickname, what's what's the origin there? And for our listeners, you have, like, two big eyelashes in the background on your wall and a hat from Dre's and a poly kind of medallion hanging. So a great backdrop. Uh, but what's the, what's the backstory there? Um, so basically in college, I was always into, like, makeup and stuff. I was on the dance team, and any competitive dancers, you wear a lot of makeup, and we put eyelashes on for competition. Um, I was always in charge of putting every girl's eyelashes on because I was great at it. So we were competing one year in Florida, and I was like, you know what? I look so good with these on. I'm looking in the mirror. I'm like, I look good. Like, I'm not taking these off. So I wore them for the rest of the day. The next day, I'm like, I'm just going to wear them. But, like, this was years ago when girls weren't wearing eyelashes every day. Like, I looked like, whoa, like, there's that girl with eyelashes on. Um, So I came back to college. I wore them every single day in all my classes. I wore them to student teaching. You couldn't miss me. And eventually all my classmates just started calling me lashes. And then the B kind of just got, like, stuck in front of it. I think because some of the guys didn't really want to call me lashes. So the B kind of like tacked on to the front and B lashes was born and the eyelashes just got bigger and bigger and bigger. But eyelashes are so trendy right now. Who would have known? Yeah, you were a hipster. You were ahead right? of your time. Mm-hmm. Before it was cool. Yes, before. So the lashes are very well known and also the B lash bop season one was very popular. What, what What's the... What's there the origin of that? It was like the fist bump in Jersey Shore, the B lash bop. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the B lash bop for me was just like, that move that I would do when I go to a bar or a club and it's like super awkward. No one's dancing yet, but you're like at the bar. I'd have like a drink in one hand. I'd just be like doing this to any song because you can. And it's like, I'm still moving. I look like I'm enjoying myself, but it's not like I'm not twerking yet because we're not ready for that yet. Uh, So it's just really, you know, the two hands, just like eyelashes and you bat them away. And B-Lash Bop was born. Makes total sense. Is it, (laughs) is it going viral on TikTok yet? Um, no, but you know what? I think I'm going to start a B-Lash Bop trend when the moment's right, when the episode's right, and uh, we'll see who could do it the best. All right. You, yeah, let us know. I'm, I'm 28. I feel like TikTok's the first social media where I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I get this. Um, I see, I feel like on Instagram and Twitter, I get them funneled to me, but if we need to get B-Lashes, something trending for you on TikTok, I'll download it. I'll give my information to China. We'll make it work. Yeah. yeah, before that. it gets banned. Yeah, exactly. You bet. Yeah, before. Mm-hmm. I have uh, hopped on the TikTok train. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it's a little complex for people our age, but I'm working on it. Okay, we'll we'll get there. You mentioned yeah. you're a big fan of other kind of reality shows. You threw out Johnny Bananas. So if you had to choose another MTV reality show to go on, either kind of current or past, um, which one are you choosing and why? Um, I would definitely choose the challenge. I mean, hell yeah. I've been watching it since it was Road Worlds, Real World, um, and I think that maybe, just maybe, people might see another side of me. So I would definitely go with the challenge, and plus I'd get to, like, hang out with Johnny Bananas. Yeah, I win, I win for everyone. Hopefully he gets another title this year. Still in it. Mm-hmm. So I, w- I wanted to go back between...
in season one and season two, obviously formatted as kind of a dating show. How did the idea for season two come up and you decide, okay, let's go to Vegas? Yeah, so basically, Polly and Vinny gave us a call and was like, listen, we have this idea. We would love if you guys came to Vegas. You can live in our suite and you can work in Vegas. And I was like, come on now. This is a prank. Like, this isn't a big prank. Like, are you trying to date us again? I know, like, you lost a good one. Be lashes. <laughs> Your opportunities closed, and they're like, no, seriously, we have this amazing suite. We would love to come and, like, you know, rekindle our friendships and work on things, and we'll put you up, and we'll give you a job. Um, obviously, I didn't know what type of the job was, but, you know, common sense says it's going to be something in the industry, and it literally was a dream for me. I've been to Vegas 12 times. I always wanted to live and work there, always, always, um, and so I was like, absolutely, I'll be there. Me, Polly, and Vinny all left on good terms from the first season, so I was not worried about walking into this season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were definitely coming from a good place. Obviously, we talked about Nikki a little bit. Some other, Maria, there was a little bit of tension there. Did you know Darren's friends uh, ahead of season two? Uh, because Brandon, Antonio, and Nikki have been like a ball of fire. Tyler and I, so every week at the end of our podcast, we do a little double shot, kind of recap, winners, losers. And the three of them have just taken the season by storm. Um, so wanted to get your thoughts. Did you know them beforehand after and, and all of that? Yeah. So I did not know them beforehand. Um, I took Darren's word that, you know, the guys she was bringing were going to be great. Um, I love them, but like, they're like the brothers I wish I never had. Um, they brought their own drama for sure, which is what I was not looking forward to. I was like, oh, we're going to bring guys. They're going to be drama free. Like finally we get to live with some more guys. No big deal. Nope, wherever the guys went, drama came. Yeah. It's it's great because it feels like there's like kind of a recreation of Jersey Shore with like ECBC and the three guys, and yeah. then there's Vinny, Polly, Maria, and Nikki who like may actually have something going. So it's like it's a nice balance, you know? Yeah, it's like a little bit of a toss up between love connections and lots of drama and chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have you had Brandon, Marissa off the bat, you know, hooking up. What's the this is an awkward question. In the, they're in the room. You guys are sleeping there. It was a Jersey Shore thing. Cameras are in there. Is that just super awkward? Um, well, for that particular hookup, um, you know, you see me walk into the room, and I'm like, come on. <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but our beds are very close to one another. Yeah. Like, touching, touching, very close. And me and Marissa had actually pushed our beds together um, even closer. We're like, oh, this is so fun. I walk in, I'm like, this is not fun. Now it's not fun. It's not fun. Um, so it's definitely weird. Not going to lie. You know, it's a little weird. It takes some getting used to. But, um, hey, they get the job done no matter what. Cameras, no cameras, small bed, big bed, house, you name it. Cameras are always rolling. Um, yeah. There's there's a big uh, article we saw today. I wanted to get your thoughts. Um, I don't know if you watched Too Hot to Handle at all during the quarantine. They did. Yeah, Francesca and Vinny were spotted in New York City uh, oh, on a date. Yeah, so good, good for them. Great, great to see the yeah. little cross pollination there. So you said you watched Too Hot to Handle. So if you had to choose one guy from Too Hot to Handle to date, who are you choosing and why? Oh my gosh! Um, first of all, I don't even. This was a while ago. This was like beginning of quarantine. Yeah, so I mean, here are a couple options. There's. Yeah, Har- I did watch the whole season though. Uh, there's Harry, the one who just yeah. broke up with Francesca, of course. There's Bryce, who had a boat. I don't know if you remember him. Wait, I know who I would pick. I don't remember his name. 
the cowboy. The Matthew, you mean? Long hair? He, like, would wear a cowboy hat. I think that's Bryce. I think she's talking about Bryce style, right? He had, like, a fedora. I don't remember who wore a cowboy right? hat on this show. Maybe it was oh a God, different... Was that Love Island? Or was it Love is Blind, are you thinking of? I no, don't know if I know. Love Island. Okay, okay. there was a blonde guy that, like, looked like he played lacrosse. No, Love Island. Nope. Nope. Okay. So you choose him. <laughs> <laughs> I choose no one on that show. I'm going to Love Island. Yeah. I watched a lot of reality shows during quarantine. Yes. Same. Okay, cool. Definitely not Harry. We're going to have a hard no on that. Okay. So maybe Bryce. He has a boat. I like boats. I love boats, actually. Yeah. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So, so during quarantine, I know after last season, you guys were doing kind of the ECBC stuff, trying to get that going, how during quarantine are you trying to put out content and keep stuff fresh when maybe there's not a ton going on? Yeah, there's um, definitely not. So I'm trying to be super creative um, and just basically use what I have. Like I went to like my lake and took pictures, uh, whatever it may be. It's, it's pretty hard. But the good thing is that whether we're in quarantine or not, you know, doing social media is always kind of a work from home thing. Um, it can be done. It just takes a little bit of extra time when you don't have maybe the best visuals to work with or the best background and you're not traveling and doing something fun. So um, I do a lot more speaking, just me and my phone. And um, I think that my supporters appreciate that too. So it kind of works out. Cool. So what is, what's next in store for B-Lashes? What's, what's next on the horizon for Double Shot fans? Um, uh-huh. Launching a podcast, sports betting podcast. I don't know where, <laughs> where you're going with this. Um, so right now I'm just really working on my B-Lash boutique. So building my brand, mm-hmm. adding a lot more merchandise. Um, hopefully down the line, you know, there's many more opportunities to come. Maybe a podcast one day. Who knows? Um, I kind of just let the opportunities roll. I brainstorm and whatever happens, happens. I roll with the punches. Is is the current bestseller I saw in your Twitter bio, bio you've linked out to the uh, to your store, is the bestseller the mask that says Gym 10 Lashes? <laughs> Actually, the shirts went quicker than the mask. So I guess people are... Oh, t-shirts too. Okay. Yeah, the, the shirts went super quick, um, but I would have to say it's, it's up there in the top, but definitely the horn, my Italian horn, is number one. Okay. Inter- I'm not sure how much Cody and I could wear from that collection, but we'll have to... Uh, <laughs> I'll have to think about adding a men's collection. Yeah, maybe maybe some B-Lash Bob t-shirts. Yeah. Uh, we, we mentioned, Cody mentioned kind of cross-pollination between shows I've seen on your social media and Darren's last couple weeks, a lot of photos with Angelina from the Jersey Shore. How did you guys, did you know each other beforehand or just through MTV you guys kind of met? Yeah, well, Darren and Angelina do live pretty close, and they all go to, like, the same spots and such. Um, And just from, you know, social media, tweeting, Instagram, we watched her wedding um, on TV. So it's kind of just, like, you know, all East Coasters stick together and super easy to, like, run into her or see her. She is amazing. She has a huge heart and a big personality, and we just click because we're East Coast girls. Mm-hmm. And so we're recording currently. It's uh, Tuesday evening here. So before the newest episode comes out, how is meeting Michael? Because uh, we see in the trailer for next week that Michael yeah. and Lawrence make the appearance <laughs> in Vegas. Um, so yeah. how, how's that? 
Um, absolutely amazing. You can see that my face is very shocked in the trailer when I open that door. So I could say that this episode is going to be a awesome one, especially if you are a situation fan. He is just such an amazing person. Not only is he funny, but he has a really big heart, and I love his positivity. So it's just a really great episode. Um, and you'll see what he thinks about all of us living with Polly Mini. Amazing. Amazing. Tyler, you have anything else for uh, B-Lashes? No, this has been great. Glad we got to talk, and I'm glad you – I mean, you said you remember taking the photo of us with an I AC. I do. So that, that, that means a lot to us. Oh, well, thank you guys for keeping in touch and uh, for letting me be the first reality star on your podcast. I appreciate it so much. I'm so glad we met that night and was able to have this opportunity. Yeah, I don't I don't know where we go from here in terms of getting another reality star. Unless we get Johnny Bananas maybe. That would well, be you know, I want to be on that one. Too. Similar playing field. Yeah, we'll get we'll get you back for that one. But B Lashes, where can our listeners follow you? Double shot. Uh, go ahead, give all your plugs. Yeah, so you can tune in every Thursday, Jersey at 8 p.m. to see Double Shot at Love. And you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at B underscore Lashes with two S's. And my website is just BLashes with two S's dot com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been a pleasure.